What's up, Ichabods? Welcome back to Pass the Mic. I'm your host, Joe, and today I have a really special guest for y'all, Dr. Grosspitch. Go ahead and introduce yourself, please. Um, Dr. Eric Grosspitch, I serve as the Vice President for Student Life here on campus. I've been here about three and a half years, and I would say easily my favorite thing about Washburn is the students that we get to work with to help them find their, their paths. Awesome. Um, so this podcast is pretty much about talking what Washburn, the students at Washburn can do to make it a more inclusive place and how we can welcome students of various backgrounds, cultures, ethnicities, races, genders, sexualities, I'm probably missing one, but how we can make this a more welcoming, inviting environment. Um, so the first thing I wanna talk about is Multicultural Day. So we do not have it anymore and would you just be able to touch on why that is? I think I would probably argue that whether or not we have it or not, um, there are different ways that we have engaged our students with um, recruitment. And our, our welcome days, our senior days, junior days, admitted student days, all of those different things are specific to all students, whether it be 501 school district or any of the surrounding community districts. It is not a specific hey, please come this day, but it's trying to encourage and engage students across the continuum to be included in Washburn. In addition to that, um, diversity and inclusion and other, other offices are doing lots of different smaller visit days for those students that are junior high to earlier in their high school career, um, whether it be from Casey Schlegel, um, there's a KIPP program out of Kansas City and some of those different pieces. And so it depends on how we want to define a multicultural visit day would depend on whether or not I would say it's gone. Um, but we're really looking at those ways that we can start engaging more intentionally students earlier in their academic careers because many of those decisions are made by your sophomore, junior year, mm -hmm. but our recruitment really starts your junior year. And so how do we involve and engage those students earlier? Okay, and just to clarify, instead of making it, you know, this day is multicultural day, we're trying to engage, engage these students. Through all of those visit days, depending upon what fits their schedule. Because the other assumption is that that one multicultural day fits my schedule or your schedule mm -hmm. when we really know that people are all over the board with work, school, and families. Yeah, and you also have to take into consideration the families who are traveling out of state, who have to travel, you know, hours to be here. Mm -hmm. um, they can't make it on that one day in the middle of the week. Do they feel as welcomed? And yes. so, you know, you, you made the comment earlier about how do we as Washburn make people feel more welcome? Well, I can't make anybody feel anything, mm -hmm. but I think we can provide the opportunities that allow us to really engage, because I want every day to be a multicultural day. I want every day at Washburn to be the opportunity to, to meet and engage somebody who thinks, looks, or is different than I am. Awesome. Um, and how do you think that having these engaging experiences affect future students, present students? Well, I think um, those are good questions. Uh, the first one I really think, when, let's talk about our current students. Okay. So students currently here, um, for many of our students, this is the first time they've been actively engaged or with people who are very different than them. Smaller communities, smaller environments. You know, this could be the scariest place they've ever lived. 
And it could also feel like the safest place that some folks have ever lived. And they could live across the hall from each other in the residence halls. And so part of this for, for us is how do we begin to open those doors and open those windows for people to begin to learn about people who did not have that same upbringing, did not have that same experience. We come in with lots of different expectations, lots of different um, perceptions of somebody just by looking at them. Mm -hmm. And how do we start chipping at that? Because just because somebody looks like me doesn't mean they've had the same life experiences as me and vice versa. And so how do we get students to learn to grow and talk and engage in those conversations so that one's not right or wrong, it's just different. And how do we use then use those skills in our work, in our journalism, in whatever that program of study may be, because our environment's changing. And then ultimately for our newer students, it's this idea that I want them to feel like they have a place. Nancy Schlossberg is a theorist who I kind of follow with, and she talks about the concept of marginality and mattering. You want, no matter what's going on in your world, you want to feel like you matter to somebody. Mm -hmm. And my goal at Washburn is that we help students find at least that one connection, whether it be Dr. Farley, which would be fantastic, but it could also be another student, mm -hmm. it could be another staff person, it could be any of those folks who help them realize they're important to the Washburn experience and are then more likely to stay connected and stay engaged. Awesome. Um, and touching on something that you said about like how can we kind of eliminate bias, uh, eliminate the stereotypes that you come here with and kind of you know chip away at somebody's preconceived ideas about a person, a group of people. Um, and something that I read was that you need exposure you need comprehension, and then comes the action. Mm -hmm. So in your professional opinion, how can we get more exposure to different of different cultures to these students that we currently have? Well, honestly, they have to want it, right? So as an institution, we can provide trainings and classes and activities. If you don't show up, you're not going to get that experience. And so when we, when we talk to students about what training should we provide, the next question is, can you force people to be there? Well, forced anything doesn't work real well. Yep. And so how, my goal is we've got to figure out how do we convince students that this is important for them, not just important for Washburn. Because that's where you're gonna see those movements, that growth, that open, opening of the door because I can provide great information about Christianity or about Hinduism or about Islam, but if you're not going to read it or if you're not going to listen to it, it doesn't matter. Uh, we often find ourselves preaching to the choir, preaching to the same people who find that interesting. Yeah. And so how do, we're trying to figure out how do we connect with those folks who, who don't or who don't believe that it's an important part. I just want to do this. I just want to study whatever that doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, when I went to college, I used to believe very firmly in what we've now called colorblind racism. You know, I believe in everybody's the good of everybody. Well, that's true, but it also doesn't accommodate everybody's past experiences, what they've been through, and I was losing a whole part of my, my friends. Yeah. And so opening the door to start people to challenge and understand that. And right now it's difficult because our society is so polarized. You're either X or you're Y. You're Republican or you're Democrat. You're Christian or you're not. And this concept is most of those things are very gray, 
if you really get the chance to sit and talk to somebody about what they believe and why. Mm -hmm. But we're short on taking the time to sit and talk to people about really why do they believe what they do without it becoming attacking. There's also been a lot of talk about Washburn bringing in an ethnic studies program and expanding on gender studies um, and using that as a tool for exposure and as a solution to eliminating ignorance. Dr. Grosbich, what do you think about that? Um, we actually are trying to do a better job of incorporating it into all of our work, right? So uh, Dr. Mazacek, who's our Vice President for Academic Affairs and our Center for Teaching and, Ex Teaching and Excellence and Learning, CTEL office, mm -hmm. are doing a really great job of working to train faculty members in how do they incorporate these concepts into their courses. So instead of just a history class that talks about the Byzantine Empire, they're talking about what does this mean for the different groups within this environment. Mm -hmm. Because again, that's going to open that door in a way that isn't, here, you must believe this about insert race or sexual mm -hmm. orientation. But how do we incorporate those pieces? Law school does a really cool thing with um, writing of statutes. And so they ask, they ask the students to write their first statute, and then they're assigned that identity afterwards. Gay man, you name it, you know, kind of mm -hmm. wide variety of folks. And then they're asked, does this work? Does this statute work for this person, for this type of person? And it really forces them to go, oh, I've only been looking at this through my lens. Let me start looking at it through different lenses. And the more we can do that with all of our students without it being a, here is your diversity 101 class, again, the buy-in is important. Mm -hmm. But if you start getting people to chip away and think about what it is they're learning, it's a much greater thing. So we do some of it in Woo 101. Um, we've got a group of faculty who have been getting um, certified, not certified is not the right choice of words, getting um, a series of different trainings about how do they incorporate those. diversity and inclusion certificate? Bingo. Yes, thank yes. you. I was trying to find the right word. But they're doing that so they can figure out how are they bringing those things into the classroom. Mm -hmm. And I think that's going to be more meaningful in the long term than, it, than a course. Yes, exactly, Anne. Using texts from not just your standard, you know, Christianity. And, I mean, honestly, a lot of classes can do that because, let's be real, like, middle-aged white men were not the only people who discovered mathematics, who yep. discovered English. Or who wrote books. Yes. Right. And so how do we, how do we find those different authors? How do we bring in those different, those different lenses to the work? Mm -hmm. And I think our faculty are doing some really great work. And one reason why we focus on the faculty is many of our faculty, they're here. They're tenured. They're going to be here for the next 5, 10, 15 years mm -hmm. compared to our students who, I hope, graduate <laughs> in, in four to six years, right? So if we can get to where our faculty and our staff are buying into these concepts, it's going to provide that environment much stronger for our students yes. who are coming in at 18, 19 years old, just new. And again, for some of them, they've come from Baileyville, Kansas, and that's just, this is a very diff different environment what they grew up in. Do you have any suggestions for encouraging students at Washburn to get involved because really getting involved in these organizations, going to these events, broadens your horizon. So do you have any suggestions for how we can connect with students and encourage them to be more involved on campus? I think about that every day. <laughs> that is your job. That is my job. <laughs> And one of the challenges that we're, we're facing, we actually just spoke with one of our school local school districts before I came over here, 
because what we're seeing is students will come to campus and they just don't know. We've spoon-fed you as parents. You go here at this time, you're gonna work with this group, you know, we lead you to tryouts, whatever else that may be, and we're not giving you the opportunity to find your own path. And then we drop you off on campus and we say, good luck, you know, find your path. And you, in some cases, you don't even know how to enter into the path. Like, what's that first step? And so part of what we're trying to do with um, the campus labs, the uh, BOD, BODs Connect, is to see those easy ways to kind of to lead into it, to make those connections. The reality is we've got to help our students take that first step. Um, I have not found a group on campus that hasn't been incredibly welcoming to, to new members. Mm -hmm. They want new members. They want people to come in and get engaged. But it's how do we encourage the students to take that first step. You know, the bow tie experience in the fall is almost overwhelming to new students because there's so many opportunities mm -hmm. and they don't know where to begin. And it's also been made into an assignment by Woo It's a Woo 101 assignment, where you it's have like, to go. Yep, you have to get two of this, two of this, two of this. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes they're like, well, I just come to do I got my, my I got my three and then we're done. Yep. But that goes back to the original conversation about do we require things, mm -hmm. right? So this is gets into that perspective. Are you going because you want to go or because Eric's making you go? And and, and so trying to get people to find that first step. You know, we're seeing it right now a lot in intramurals. So we get a lot of students who say, hey, I want to do intramurals. And we say, great, sign up. What do you mean? Find a team. You mean I got to create the team? You know, and so this mm -hmm. idea of how do I even create a basketball team? Now, when I was much younger, you know, you'd find out where the bikes were in the neighborhood and you knew where everybody was at. Now you're all connected by your phones and while I carry mine and I'm actively engaged in many of these things, there's still this point of how do I in, in, engage in a conversation about let's go do something together. Mm -hmm. Let's go to the gym. Let's go do whatever that is. And so how do we help those students find those paths? So that's a lot of the conversations we're having through student organizations and so forth. Again, I'm going to go back. All of our student organizations, there isn't a one that I have engaged with that doesn't want new members. Black Student Union, HALO, those other diverse groups yes. would love others to come and yes, work and, and engage. Yes, and a common misconception is that I, I'm not black, so I can't be a part of BSU, and that's completely not true. true. Yep. You're, you know, you're valued as a member of their organization, and you can attend all their yep. events, and you know, they and want you to broaden your horizons. Mm -hmm. And they, they want to learn. They want to grow. Mm -hmm. But the key is it's not on them to educate us. Yes. Right? So going back to your first question about how do we get students to want to do this, they have to want to do this. We can spoon feed them, we can feed them all this stuff, but if they're not gonna take it upon themselves to do some, own, some of their own learning, it, it's always gonna fall short. Yep. Um, it's not BSU's, it's not Halo's responsibility to educate us. We have to be educated in order to better engage with them or our international students. And we've got 60 different countries represented They've got lots of different experiences that we can learn and gain from. And to those listening, I want to challenge you, to challenge yourself, to talk to somebody that you have never talked to before. It could be a Washburn student. It could just be somebody in the community. But go up to them and start a conversation. Learn about them. And in turn, maybe they'll learn something about you. You know, what's the worst that could happen? They look at you crazy? The point is, y'all do not grow when you are comfortable. You grow when you are uncomfortable, whenever you are challenged. And part of this podcast is helping you guys grow, just like I've grown through making this. 
And with that, I think this is the end. Do you have anything else for me, Dr. Grosswich? I would just say thanks for the opportunity and encourage any student who has questions or concerns or who, do feel, who does feel like there's something broken. Mm -hmm. I can't fix anything if I don't know it. Yes. And so encourage them to come see me over at Morgan 240 or Twitter at Dr. Eric Grosswich. Awesome. Thank you for your time, Dr. Grosswich.